Hi, I'm Louis Pierre Gignac, President and CEO of G Mining Ventures. Uh, we're building the Tocantinsino mine in Brazil, uh, which will be uh, Brazil's third largest coal mine when we're complete uh, in about a year's time. Well, I think that's why we're talking. I'm, I, it's it's, it's a, only in a year's time. It will be one of the very few new mines getting into production and at significant numbers. But there's a lot left to do, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, with with a year in front of us, there's still a lot to be done. Uh, but at this point uh, in time, at the end of June, uh, we've, we've actually completed a lot of things on the project. Uh, we're about 36% complete. Uh, on the overall project, which is uh, starting to get up there in terms of a, a good number, a good percentage. Uh, we have over 2 million hours uh, worked on the project to date, um, and we've done that safely uh, without any LTIs. Uh, that's always a, a very important thing for us uh, and to keep, keep all our workforce and our contractors safe. Uh, so we've been very good at that so far. And we're, we're continuing to keep our costs in budget within uh, within our budget um so we're very uh happy with how that is tracking as well right i guess what intrigues me is about the kind of commercial component of these things right like i say it's, it's a big project you're you're aiming for 175,000 ounces per annum okay and and the asic on it is below well below 700 bucks so you should be throwing off a lot of cash when you get going but you've had to raise a lot of uh capital as as well now um frank and nevada is involved in terms of that gold stream so you know how are you managing that? How do you view that now in a slightly, I guess, slightly lower uh, inflationary environment than uh, when your feasibility study came out? Yeah, I mean, um, we, we did our full financing uh, back, back back last year, and you know we've just done our second draw on our Franco stream uh, financing. So we uh, we pulled in another ninety three million uh, at the end of June, which will show up on our uh, end of June financials. So uh, we still have another draw under that stream agreement and then we have a 75 million uh, term loan with Franco as well so we still have a lot of runway on our financing in front of us uh, to pull in uh, to, to finish the project I guess my question is without wanting to do an entirely new um, feasibility study is do you expect lower costs than when you did the study um right now we're not advertising lower costs. Uh, but your point of inflation, I think we've uh, we've we've captured it really well. And in in Brazil, we've seen the inflation rate really coming down. I think they're getting now close to four or five percent. Um, so they they were really quick to raise interest rates, which are actually still very high. Uh, they're still like in the 12, 13 percent uh, in Brazil. Um, so. For us, that's that's actually been a benefic- benefit uh, in the sense that we uh, we move our money down into our Brazilian bank accounts so we can earn uh, 13% interest until we need, we actually need to spend that money on the project. So um, that's been a good way for us to, to hedge our FX exposure as well um, as, as we've been, you know, incurring lots of expenditures in, in, in Brazil like you would imagine. Uh, essentially, 74% of what we spent uh, so far has been in, in local currency. Right. Okay. And obviously, in terms of your, your focus of the of the team and what you've got to do and what the market's expecting you to do is get commercial get into commercial production in twelve months time. You talk about the like sec, second half of twenty twenty four. Is that what all the money is allocated to, or is there a sort of a, a a kind of team off to the side still sort of um, going to be looking at some other kind of blue sky opportunities? Look at in this market M and A opportunities given given price that most companies seem to be um, 
uh, at the moment. It looks like some bargains to be had. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we do have an allocation for working capital. Uh, we are doing some exploration work uh, while we're constructing, obviously. Uh, so we do have money being spent on, on exploration. Obviously, it's more baseline work that we're doing uh, to, to generate more targets for the future. Um, but yeah, we do have a, a good buffer in our in our sources and uses of planning um, for, for, for the company. Um, and to your point, yes, we are looking at M&A uh, opportunities. Um, we're obviously looking for a, a next project that will bring us, uh, you know, a pipeline in front of us. Uh, so we are doing a lot of due diligence on on various uh, opportunities. Right. And and how has your, I mean, obviously you've done this so quickly, right? This is like, was it two, two and a half years? You kind of, you come into this. I, I, I get that. I get the history with the family background of this is what you've done for other people. But you've done this for yourselves now. Um, are you wanting surprise at the, the rate at which you've been able to move and um well let's start with that one i mean a lot of good things happened in the last few years yeah i think i think that's one thing that we uh when people we present to people kind of the whole history of the company they're they, they're really taken aback by how fast we've moved uh from just creating the company i mean we we created the company we were two people uh th three people to start we acquired the project we inherited 30 additional people now we're up to 2,000 people working on this project. Um, so, so that's a significant growth. Obviously, once we're in operations, that that comes down. Uh, we'll be around 650 uh, in terms of number of people. But, but yeah, I, you you make progress by having the right people and having the funds necessary to advance. And obviously, we did have all the permits that we needed to to start constructing, which was you know one of the key things uh, that, that attracted us to this project. Um, so obviously that's, that's the plan. It's, you know, reach commercial production, continue to go through that re-rate uh, phase where I think now people are kind of, investors are kind of recognizing that we're, everything's moving in the right direction. Uh, so I think they're happy to see that. Um, and so we, we expect that re-rate to can continue as we get closer and closer to commercial production come, come middle next year. Okay, I, I hear you saying this. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's the, I guess the logistics involved is like, and, and that's a lot of people. Um, it's not just the logistics of actually you know, doing the work on feasibility studies. It's getting the people there to actually be able to get this thing into production and then continued smooth, efficient operations. So I think that's impressive. But if I may just come back to the M&A bit, because you know, I think you would argue as a CEO, you're undervalued, as you should. But there are a ton of companies out there who are undervalued. Um, and I get the question I, the thing I'm trying to understand about you and why I should invest in you is like, what type of company do you think you're going to be or do you want it to be? Because things have evolved from two and a half, two, two and a half years ago through to, to now. You, you've, you've flown through that, but you've now got to work out who you want to be, what you want to be. And therefore, investors have got to say, well, is this the kind of company I want to be, be involved with? You're clearly going to be producers. Is that the... Final destination, we're going to stay in production. We're going to be the acquisitors. We're not going to be bought. Yeah, we, we want to be on the acquisition side for sure. Um, you know, I, I want to bring in another two projects at least. Uh, my objective is to hit at least the 500,000 ounce production mark in, in call it three to five years. And, you know, you look at the scale of projects that we think are suitable for our company. That's that's in the 150 to 200 thousand ounces of production so 
with two additional assets, that's what I'm targeting to get us to. Um, and, you know, if it is a larger asset, then maybe with just another TZ or slightly bigger, uh, we can get to that 500,000 else. But, you know, for us, it's, it's going to be about how fast we can get there, what kind of project that is, is, is suitable for us, understanding that we want to stay kind of America's focused um, in terms of where we're looking for projects. Um, and, you know, you look at all our history of projects that we've done in the past, and it's, it's been a lot in South America uh, where we see lots of opportunities as well. Well, I guess it's advantageous if if you know if you know the you know the countries you, you know the system you understand how to how to operate there for, uh, for sure because like others are struggling. I mean, are you, are you kind of seeing that? I mean, over the past couple of years, there's been a lot of conversation around ESG and social license, and you know, in, in some countries, constitutional change, or you know, making it very hard for external or international investment into your country. You seem to have circumvented a lot of those um negative discussions and narrative is that is that because of your experience on other projects is that because brazil's actually quite a good place to do business uh and if so how does that affect the you know the where you look component you you're right look there are certain countries that i think uh have a, a negative undertone uh, to them to, to try and do projects uh, whether it's on the permitting side or the social side. Um, and I, I, I feel that Brazil is, is probably one of the better countries in South America. Um, there's so much mining taking place. Um, and, you know, you look at one of our major investors, La Mancha. I mean, they're an investor in Horizonte, which is also, you know, in build, building a nickel project in Brazil. Um, they're looking to do other uh, acquisitions or investments in brazil so they're, they're obviously very comfortable with brazil and see a lot of opportunity so so do we uh in terms of other projects uh in the gold space but but yeah i i think you know for us the guyana shield is is obviously a place where we've done a lot of projects in the past uh so we know those countries we know those jurisdictions uh we know how to operate uh in in those countries and who to, who to work with in terms of contractors and and consultants and advisors so um those are obviously places where we're going to be very comfortable right okay and then talk to you about um you know again coming back to this you know who do you want to be um it's how do you manage that perception of you know what people perceive you to be um because you know as you get bigger because this is going to be a, a, a you know straight out of the gate a big project 175,000 hundred seventy five thousand answers that with high margin um M and A is fantastic. Aiming for five hundred thousand assets a year puts you in a you know, rarefied air. In, indeed, when you're sort of looking around at where those sorts of companies companies operating in that sort of space, how they behave in terms of what they do with their cash, how, you know how um, profligate or efficient they are with their cash, dividends, all of those kind of signals to shareholders, institutional or otherwise. Um, have you, have you, are you gonna you're gonna have to start being very conscious of those um soon because you need to you get again you're gonna need to help people understand you know what who they're getting into bed with as it were yeah i mean look it's we're, we're not gonna be looking to be you know making dividend payments once we're once we're producing here um you know we're gonna be wanting to keep that cash for m a uh purposes um so that you know that so we don't have to use our shares completely to, to do M&A if we don't think it's the right choice. But obviously, uh, uh, once we start generating cash, the objective is to, to keep that to, 
for growth purposes, whether it's through acquisitions and, and to fund future projects that we get ourselves into. So, um, and like we've been saying as well, we, we have lots of exploration upside on our project. Um, you know, using equity dollars now to to, to spend heavily in exploration is, is not the, the best use of funds right now. Uh, but obviously when we generate our cash, we, we are going to want to redeploy that into exploration on, on our land package. So yeah, it's very much uh, looking for growth and um, whether whether it's organic on our property or through other assets that we'll, we'll be looking at. Okay, so and, and if you can, can just kind of just run, run through those. So the things that I need to judge you on are the things that you're going to deliver over, between, over the next 12 months. So in terms of the... I guess the 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 long calls in the tent for you are are what what should what should we be looking out for? Well, I mean, look, we're you know we we have our pre-production activities that are taking place as part of our project. So we have our mine fleet that's been running now. Um, we're going to be starting to get into mining ore uh, come September. So we're going to be building up an ore stockpile uh, in front of this process plant when it's ready to to run. So by that time, we'll have some some ore stockpile, the reconciliations, and, and, and more information about the ore body that we'll be able to uh, to communicate uh, once we get into that phase. And really, I think it's it's just showing continued progress in terms of that completion of the project. So, you know, one of the big milestones that we're getting into now is is uh, building our main tailings dam facility, tailings dam of our uh, tailings facility. That's always a critical you know, component of a project uh, with, you know, the geotech um, aspects of, of potentially getting that wrong and having cost overruns. But we're actually getting the dam out of the ground now um, in, in, in the month of July. So that's one big milestone that's coming up. Um, the other big thing is, is this transmission line that we're building. Uh, it is a very long line, uh, 193 kilometers uh, to connect into the grid. We're actually 52% done with that line. So, you know, that's one big milestone that we, we want to get connected to the grid early in the year, um, get that commissioned uh, so we can really do our commissioning activities with uh, for the process plants and, and be in good shape. So obviously it's, it's all these big milestones that we're um, looking to hit. We've always been communicating that uh, the grinding circuit is a critical path for us. So on that, you know, we, have constant communication with Mezzo Udutech, which is our supplier for our mills. Those those mills are going to be completing fabrication uh, in August and in being shipped in in August. So that's a big milestone for us is is hitting those those points um, and making sure that we finish the project on time. Um, so yeah, th those are some of the continuous disclosure that we provide to uh, to our shareholders through our you know presentation updates that we do and in updates that we provide. Okay, I, 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 joked, I joked about your job as a CEO, some of your undervalued, but what, what are, what, do, you, do you reckon we're waiting till just prior to the um, the, commission, the commercial production for a re-rate or do you think we should be leaning, in, leaning into this now? I mean, how, how do you view this as a, as a shareholder? Well, look, I mean, I, I'm a shareholder. I own, you know, I, I have a lot of shares. I mean, I, I never tried to time the market uh, so so precisely. Anyway, that was never my objective. But but when when I look at it, I mean, uh, 
we don't have a lot of float sometimes in our in our share price. There's not a lot of liquidity because a lot of our large institutional shareholders they they know the game. They they know what their end game is, and it's obviously nowhere in the, in this window. Um, so I think getting your hand on on shares sometimes can be a, a bit challenging. Um, we've had a lot of institutional investors wanting to buy large blocks of shares, um, which which is a bit of a, a good thing and a bad thing for us at this this point. But I'd say for for call it the retail investor um, that wants to get in on 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 our on our shareholder registry, they can do that. Um, and I, I just wouldn't recommend waiting till the very end and, and try and time that. Well, like I'm, look, yeah, I mean, it's been a great following this story. Obviously, you, you get up with the kind of hot commissioning component, and obviously the the the, the ramp up and to hit the floor running for next year. Um, stay in touch with us. Let us know how you get on. Um, it's been a pleasure so far. Yeah, thanks for for having me, and we'll continue to provide you updates.